Hey guys, this is James. And Greg. We're the co-hosts of the Sports Dance Podcast, a weekly podcast recapping all the news, sports, daily fantasy, and anything else you can want to know in the sports world. If you like blazing hot sports takes, you like a little bit of humor, maybe a little bit of murder. No, just kidding. All sports. But follow us, uh, Greg. On Twitter at SportsStands underscore. You can follow James at SportsStandsJ. Follow us on Vine, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah, we got it all. At Boom. the Sports Stands. And, you know, just check us out. You're going to love what we bring to the table every single week. Hot takes, nothing less. The Sports Stance. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Sports Stance Podcast. I'm Greg. And with me, not today, he's in New York, you know, drinking the stars away, is James. Instead, don't worry, we had an election, ran the numbers, crunched everything, guy was a big hit in the NFL, very surprising, didn't expect that, NHL came up huge, out of nowhere, especially the Canadian vote, because we count that, we count that now. Uh, it's Dan Jewett, everybody. Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, it's going, uh, it's going alright, I was up late, I'm a little tired. Yeah, yeah, I feel you, it was a doozy last night. Yeah, uh, I mean, I tried applying for citizenship in Canada, uh, the website crashed right when I hit submit, so I don't know what sign that is for me. Yeah, it's okay. It's back up at 10 in the morning. So. Oh, I wish I knew that. I should have I should have logged back on. I took it as a sign that I was supposed to stay. Yeah, it, Amy Schumer, Winnie uh, Dunham, whoever the hell that is. See you later. Dude, but Brian Cranston also said it. I like him. Yeah. Well, Heisenberg. Whatever. Hey, maybe he can really actually start a meth lab now in New Mexico. Who knows? So, uh, yeah, big surprise last night if you uh, didn't check the news or anything or social media and you probably live in the woods like our friend Zach, uh, you probably know that Donald Trump landslide victory, I would actually almost say. Pretty pretty big win. I mean, he won the Electoral College, but wasn't the popular vote still in Hillary's favor? Yeah, I'm, I was just talking about strictly electoral just yeah. because he's like, I think if he wins Michigan still has to somehow be given away it'll push him over like 300 which surprising since like a week ago they had him at like 200 right right so yeah he does that weird thing where they can split up their delegates or yeah nebraska has that too Mm -hmm. learned so much last night as an adult used to not pay attention to this (laughs) past eight past eight years i've kind of been cruising like uh you know obama's just gonna win all right cool now I kind of have to apparently pay attention. Kind of sucks. No, adulting, man. Adulting. Yeah, it's not fun. But yeah, so we're not here to talk about politics. We're not here to do you know that whole breakdown. That's CNN's job. They've been doing it literally all day. I know because I've been watching, hoping that's just one big prank. It's not. It's not the Truman Show. Uh, kind of feels like it. But anyway, we're here to talk about sports. And luckily, James isn't here because you know what? Fuck that guy. Sometimes he can get under my skin. Dan, he gets under my skin. Yeah, seriously. Can we like talk about something besides basketball? Yeah. Like, um, like, 40 minutes. 40 minutes on basketball he would take if he could. All about Al Horford and his concussions too, probably, just because, you know, why not? Why not talk about mush brains? Yeah. But that's why we talk about the NFL. Some sports. But before we get into any of that, how you doing, Dan? You know, I'm doing pretty well. You know, pretty excited to be on here. Just shotgunned a can of Red Bull, so I'm a little amped up. Wow, you shotgunned a can of Red Bull. That uh, is that why I can see like your heart beating out of your chest? Yeah, you know it, man. That's why uh, James he calls me the Jackhammer. Yeah, that's true. That is true. You that's a nickname that stuck apparently. Yeah, that's where it came from. Yeah, I I don't doubt it. I thought it came from other things, but uh, yeah, moving on not, from that. Yeah, moving on from that. So how how's life been outside of you know your last guest appearance on here? Oh man, I. My last guest appearance, I'm not pleased with that. My predictions were all terrible. I think I won what, like one for four or some shit. It was, it was pretty bad. I'm not going to lie, probably. Uh, don't worry, though. I think I've been like 0 for 10 the past two weeks on my picks, so mm. I'm pretty sucky. How do you win games? Like, take the lead on you, son. I don't I don't. I think it's the whole mindset of I go for the upsets now, just thinking like – He's not going to pick the upset. He always goes for the favorite. Yeah. So to, 
pounds over Dallas? Like, how come everyone was talking about that being a trap game? It's like, no, that's not a trap game. Like, come on, be serious. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't even really mention Dallas, but we're going to have to later on because the NFL right now sucks and we're going to get into that. Yeah. However, so. this past week was pretty good. Pretty good games last week. Yeah, there were good games, but uh, looking at record-wise, it's just kind of a sad landscape right now in the NFL. It's true. Like, playoff picture is almost pretty much set, and it's halfway through the season. Yeah, the NFC East should actually just be an entire own playoff section because right now they're the only division with in the NFC with four teams above 500. Mm-hmm. And you can look at the NFC West as well. Yeah. Just have those two face off. Yeah, that'd be good. And I mean, then we get rid of the two South. Yeah, nobody nobody likes them anyway. But besides that, we're going to get into the NFL now. We're going to jump into sports conversation because, you know, that's what this really is all about. We're here to talk sports. Nobody else cares about anything outside of that. They don't care about our personal life. Trust me. I've asked. They don't. They don't care at all. Nobody wants to know what I ate for dinner last night. They don't. They don't care if I made it with my bare hands. It's just not a thing. It hurts, but it's truth. So we're getting into the NFL first because that's what we always do. The NFL is the big thing. People love talking about it. Even though the ratings are down, people still want to hear about it. So I don't care. I have a question, Greg. We talked about politics, and we're talking about the NFL. You're going to touch on Belichick's letter? I mean, if you really want to, there's parts of me that think the letter that, letter that was actually read was complete bullshit. I think the letter was just basically, hey, Donald, good, good job with your election run so far. Congrats and best of luck. I don't think it was like, you're beautiful, you're the most beautiful person in the world, I love you, you're great, please have sex with me. Like, come on. As a Pats fan, what are your feelings on that Belichick letter? Did you think it was actually like legit? Yo, my feelings are, keep the football out of politics and the politics out of football. How about that? Yeah, that's actually good. Let your lady handle everything for you like Tom Brady did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a good call. That's what they're around for, right? Yeah, that's, that's exactly what they're around for, to tell you what to do and what to eat and what to wear. Exactly. Who to vote for. I'd be wearing, like, ratty T-shirts out if it wasn't for my lady. Yeah, exactly. I would not wear anything but gym shorts if it was up to me. So, anyway, speaking of the Patriots, uh, we actually ran a poll yesterday because the only way we're going to get into politics and sports is to elect the next NFL president. Everybody hates Goodell. He's commissioner. I think the players should take it back, be a president. So this is what I did, Dan. I put a player from the East, from the North, from the South, and from the West. So we had Tom Brady representing the East, J.J. Watt representing the South, Aaron Rodgers representing the North, and Russell Wilson representing the West. Shockingly, Tom Brady was voted NFL president. That's right. Arousing 37%. He's got that brand name already. He got that TB12. Like, he knows what he's doing. J.J. Watt's trying to, like, get in there and, like, doing all these movies and stuff. But, like, that... You're injured. Don't want to hear from you until next season. Hey, but to his credit, we're going to do this like the olden days where it was like whoever lost his VP automatically, J.J. Watt would be vice president of the NFL. Oh, he came in second, really. Came in second with 26%. Rodgers had 20%, and Russell Wilson just got smoked with 17 See, that's sad. I like Russell Wilson. You know, like, he's a good guy. He does all this charitable stuff, questionable taste in women, but, like, whatever. Uh, Air is pretty, pretty good looking. Yeah, sure. The whole, the, whole, the whole situation of like how they became together and like the whole wedding and all that was weird, but yeah, still pretty good looking. I'm not going to lie. But that's not the point of this. Uh, Tom Brady was president. Uh, we're not going to get distracted by ladies, women, singers, Russell Wilson's beautiful eyes. None of that. So Tom Brady won. It probably makes you as a Pats fan happy. Yeah, of course, man. Here we okay. are talking about the Patriots again. Hey, man. Best team in the league right now? Uh, I just have to say this, even though it hurts me. Dallas, <laughs> I don't want to say that. Yeah. yeah. Dallas will go. With, I'm going to go with Dallas. 7-1-2. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And they're running, right, second-game winning streak, or is it six? Uh, I don't know. They're 7-1. Right. That's all I know. Tony Rome was healthy to come back, so there's going to be some nice controversy coming up. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, Jerry Jones is like, oh, yes, this is Tony Romo's team. And then he, like, flip-flops last week. And he's like, oh, we'll play it by ear. It's like, yeah, you'll play it by ear because you got this young stud running the game right now. 
Yeah, Dak has looked uh, mighty impressive, and I hate it. Yeah, really, <laughs> Carson Wentz hasn't looked bad either. It's just Prescott is just past, past couple weeks. He's looking like a rookie again. You know, like he doing well. He was doing very well. Started off great in the beginning of the season, but you know, coming back down to earth. Should have beat the Giants. I blame the coach on that one. Should have beat the Giants. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But anyway, so last week, decent week in the NFL. You know, we had our poll. The election kind of took over. But a few things have stood with me. And we're going to play a little game today, Jewett. First time we've ever done this. All right. New segment just for you. You know, everybody's always like, oh, Jerry's in, Jerry's out. Most improved, least improved, like most impressed, least impressed, whatever it is. They do that. They do that. They save that for the special people. But no, we've never even done this. Oh I came up with this just for you. All right, lay it on me, Greg. Because I want your hot takes only on how bad NFL refs are and their calls. Terrible. Every last one. So this segment's called WTF refs. <laughs> and oh, if you don't know what that means, people, it's what the fuck refs. Here we go. So plain and simple. All I'm going to do is I'm going to give you three different situations that happened over the weekend. Three different plays. All I want is your opinion on if the refs made the right call the wrong call or was this a real true what the fuck type moment and give your little spiel on how fucked up it was okay i have a question first are all of these in the bill seattle game no only one is okay all right because i mean you, you could fill like a whole hour long podcast with the what the fuck refs from that game no i'm just gonna take the seattle bills is one in there it's the main one yeah of course where uh we'll discuss a little other aspect of it with a player's wife comments yeah so all right i'm gonna hit you that with that one last because you know happened monday night so we'll go with like an order all right all right so first one it's been a big issue in the nfl mainly with cam newton cam again this week hit in the head by a guy on la rams i want to say it was donald no flag thrown right call or wrong call or what the fuck uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not sure exactly which play you're talking about, but like, was he a runner at the time? No, he was in the. He was in the pocket. He was in the pocket, not on headshot. You gotta call that rest. Like seriously, like the the whole issue with running quarterbacks like Cam Newton is like, when are they a quarterback? When are they a runner? Like this whole like gray area, if you will, and like. You, you got to protect them. Like, as much as I hate to say that coming from, like, a defensive mind, like, I want to see people get lit the hell up. But, like, I don't want to see people get hurt that bad. And, like, w- with all the CTE talk and concussion, like, you, you got to try and protect them. Yeah, I would say so. WTF ref. Yeah, absolutely. Should have called that. All right. This one, I found this one kind of more so humorous than anything. Uh, so we're going to go to the Chiefs game, you know. Chiefs had a lot of things going on. They've been up and down all season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis Kelsey, their tight end, had an interesting moment. Yes. Ref made a call. Uh, Kelsey wasn't too happy with it. He threw his towel at the ref. The right. ref, in turn, threw his hat in the air, ejected Kelsey out of the game. Yeah. Can, what are your takes? Get two personal fouls on one play? Like, is, is, is that even possible? That, nope. That's a little bullshit to me. Like, with this whole, like, two personal fouls and you get thrown out, like, okay, I get what they're trying to do, trying to make a role model for the kids, blah, blah, blah. But, like, in the same play... Let's it, also not forget, it was a towel. Yeah, and it didn't even touch the ref. It no. was, like, three yards away. Like, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, this guy needs, like, a tampon or something. Like, <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe he needs to get checked out. See if yep. there was any uh, personal monthly issues going on. Yeah, I mean, that's just ridiculous. And it's like, hey, if he did his job in the first place, there wouldn't have been a second personal foul. So, like, it, it's on you. Maybe that rep should have got thrown out of that goddamn game. Yeah, I just love the fact that when uh, Kelsey's, like, towel went towards him, the ref, like, immediately threw his hat in the air and, like, went nuts and, like, just tried to outdo him. Yeah, yeah, his hat was in the air before the towel hit the ground. Like, it was, yeah. it was fantastic. It was, for it. it was awesome, to say the least. So, yeah, that was an interesting, weird, weird play by the refs again this weekend. Yeah, I, I want to go out and say, Travis Kelsey, you're my boy for that. that. That was amazing. Like, that's 
if I was on the field, I would want to do that too. So like props to him for having the balls to do that. So you say that now, but I think he has like a show on uh, the E network or something like yeah. getting dating like, him or something. Uh, it's a little questionable to me. Yeah. I mean, he's a good looking dude. Does he really need that? You would think not. You would right? think not. But maybe maybe Kansas City slim pickings. Sure. But all right, so the last one, the one you touched on at the beginning, we all know the play I'm talking about. Bills, Seahawks, Monday Night Football. Richard Sherman comes off the line, you know, offsides, clearly. You know, gets in the way of Dan Carpenter, the kicker for the Bills, hits him. People think it looks dirty. Uh, refs do nothing about it. Richard Sherman goes on basically to taunt the Bills sideline and say, I understand the rules better than you do. Mm-hmm. Should the refs have made a call there? Should they not have made a call? Did they do the right thing? Did they fuck it up completely? I mean, there's a bunch of steps to this one. So, like, going at it first, yes, he was offside. That is not a dead ball play. Uh, Aaron Rodgers does this all the time. He draws the defense offside and gets a free play. Good reference. Thank you. That's the rule, so you have to play by that. It was not a dead ball, so he was, like, okay to continue through. He hit the ball first, which, according to the rule books, and, like, I've heard, like, many people talk about this, so I'm just going off of what I heard coming out of the rule book is if you hit the ball, it's not if you hit the ball as or before you're hitting the leg of the kicker, it is not a personal foul. And like the slow-mo showed that he reached out and like grabbed the ball, like swatted out the ball and tipped it. So like it's kind of a good no call there. I'm okay with that. The taunting right. though, that's a little ridiculous. Yeah, uh, probably could have gotten a flag for the taunting. Uh, didn't get one. Probably agree with you. Probably the right call. Just the backlash from it, though, kind of amazing. And then continuing on with that play, the kicker, like, hammed it up. Like they, That's what they're taught to do. Yeah, faked an injury. But then it's like, oh, they get a re-kick, not allowed to go on the field because they were out of timeouts. Like, this whole situation was a debacle. Yeah. When they and- finally- there. This is where the refs really piss me off. It's like, okay, they're standing over the ball and like start the clock, but the one ref is still standing over the ball. It's like, dude, get out of the way. <laughs> so like when the refs try to slow down the hurry up. But to make matters worse with this whole situation, uh Dan Carpenter's wife did not have some nice words to say on Twitter, because you know, that's the best place to show your emotions. Uh she showed a picture of a device. That goes on animals, particularly males, that uh, does some things to their areas of what really truly makes them male and says men that can't control their rage should be treated like animals, basically. And uh, there was some, something along that line in the tweet. I don't have it right in front of me. I probably should, but whatever. Uh, a lot of people took that as a uh, highly racist, especially because, you know, Richard Sherman is a black man. And Dan Carpenter's wife, I believe, is white. So, very misconstrued. She came out today apologizing and saying it was her attempt at humor. Uh, poor cover-up. Like, guess what? You're a football player. Like, get the hell out. <laughs> the fact that uh, she tried covering it up two days after the whole situation makes no sense. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I believe maybe she wasn't trying to, like, be racist. Like, that's maybe a bit, like, Far, but like, yeah, yeah, I, I guess I'll give her that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so that was a uh, that made it all just way worse and in general just a bad situation. But I just got one more thing to say about this game in Seattle. Is there something particularly odd about being in Seattle that refs just shit themselves? Right, they, they have blown four games in like two years, refs at the link, which I think they've all been prime time games too. Yeah, like, I think they're usually like highlighted games. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. This, this is why the NFL needs like full time refs. Stop with this part time ref BS and like, guess what? You're like a thirteen billion dollar company. Like, get some real refs out there where that's their job. If I was as bad at my job as these refs are at theirs, like I'd be fired after two days. But these fuckers have a job for like years. It's ludicrous. Yeah, it makes no sense. Make them like the MLB, where it's literally like their job year-round, get a good salary, benefits, all of that stuff. Yeah. Make them do the game. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like the one guy that like blew the play. I think he was the guy who was standing over the ball in that game. Like he's a dentist. <laughs> he's a dentist, and he does this like part time. Like, come on, no. Like either you're a ref or you're not. Yeah, I don't know if I want that guy pulling any of my teeth out. Yeah, right. You probably pulled the wrong one. for yeah. <laughs> And also, who could ever forget the fail Mary? The yeah. great, great Seattle play. Oh my god. But anyway, so that was WTF refs. I liked it. Me I liked, too. I liked your takes on that. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate getting some of this frustration out on refs, like out in the air. That is literally what we do this for. Yeah. So we're going to move on. Uh, as always, we always do picks. Uh, you get a bonus this week because not only are, do we have you as a guest host, we have an actual guest picker. And then I also have James's picks. So we have like multiple picks coming in from all different directions. All right. So first, we're going to introduce the guest picks. I'll do that because obviously I know who it is. I talked to them. Figured out the deets. That's uh, what the cool kids say, deets. And I did not do any of this. I just no. made up and looked good. Yeah, that's, that's the whole point of this. So uh, this week we have the crossover podcast coming in. You know, great job. Picked against the spread. Uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy it. He makes it short, sweet, gets to the point. Uh, and let's take a quick listen. Hey everybody, this is Matt Pierce over here at the Crossover Podcast. You can find us at thecrossoverpodcast.com and soundcloud.com slash thecrossoverpodcast doing weekly football picks here for the good people over at the Sports Stance. Uh, this week, I'm liking the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they are currently a pick against Atlanta. I think that Vegas has lowered the line and they are begging us, the public, to take Atlanta. So I'm going to go the other way and take Philadelphia. I also like the Jets minus two at home against Los Angeles. I, even with the Ryan Fitzpatrick injury, I just think that they'll cover with the soft home line against a Rams team that has failed to score well in the last few weeks. And give me Tennessee, the home dog, uh, plus two and a half against the Green Bay Packers. I uh, just like getting the home dog in that one. So thank you very much, guys, and keep up the good work. All right, good stuff. I like that. I liked it. Short and simple. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, guy. Yeah, that was really good. You know, crossover podcast. Check them out. Uh, you can find them on Twitter. Uh, type in the crossover podcast. Uh, I forget the actual Twitter name. I can look that up really fast because, you know, technology. That's what it's here for. Uh, you can find him at M Pierce, P E A R C E 6. So that's crossover podcast. M-P-E-A-R-C-E-6. All right. So now we're going to get into our own personal picks. All right. So we're picking five games this week. I'm going to list the five games, and then we'll give, a look. We'll give James's picks first just because. Who cares? I was going to ask, like, are my picks, like, counting towards James? Because, like. They almost were. Not going to lie. I texted James last night at the games and said, get back to me. By tomorrow, he got back to me at, like, 4.20 today. And. Literally made his picks. I was like, wow, you got that. If he didn't, you were going to have his, your picks count for him, and I was going to tell you to bomb him. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, couldn't do any worse than he usually does, right? <laughs> no. So the five games we were doing this week, because the NFL is so poor, we like to do the games that, you know, are good teams against good teams. There are five games only this week that feature a matchup of teams that are 500 or above. Wow, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, this is sad. That's what I mean. The NFL poor product right now. So, those games are Atlanta at Philadelphia, Minnesota at Washington, Denver at New Orleans, Dallas at Pittsburgh, and Seattle at New England. So, James's pick for those games. He's going Atlanta, Washington, Denver, Dallas, and New England. And I believe, if I can find that page now, I don't think he actually had a bad week last week. I think he actually did pretty well. I don't have it in front of me. I'm going to say he went like 3-2. and two based off of what I know I did, and we usually pick opposite. Yeah. So I'll have the updated picks next week just because maybe I'll have done my job when I'm less sleep-deprived. So we're going to start off Atlanta, who is 6-3 at Philadelphia, who was 4-4. The line for this game is even. It's a 1 o'clock game. Who going with you? The line's really even on this one? That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Greg, I'm sorry, Greg. But I have to go with Atlanta. I saw it coming. I know. Their offense is just too high-flying, high-powered. Like, 
Matt Ryan, like, questionably MVP caliber this year. So, it, I mean, Philly's D is, like, pretty solid, but they've been, like, hurt in the past couple of weeks. I don't know what it is with them, but. Well, Dan, uh, I'm going to be a homer again. I'm going to think maybe I can reverse the curse this way around. I don't know if I can. Past two times I've picked against Philly, they did lose. Uh, picked with Philly, they lost. So I'm just going to pick with them again just because. I'm going to go Philly this game. They're at home. You know, done decent at home so far. Defense, I think, steps it up. They, uh, I think, quadruple team Julio Jones, and then uh, that about does it for them. So this is the Muhammad Sanu game. Yeah, so I'd rather have Muhammad Sanu beat me than Julio Jones. Would you? At least Julio Jones is, like, a number one receiver. Like, yeah, but I feel like he's always beaten the Eagles. Like, every year I feel like somehow they face Atlanta, and it's always Julio Jones with, like, fourth quarter, two minutes left. Eagles have, like, a four-point lead. He gets a slant route and takes it to the house. Yeah. Seems to be a theme. Them and the Cardinals, it's, like, the same thing every year. Fitzgerald does it, and Julio Jones does it, and I don't know why. It's something about bird games. Yeah, that's right. Just realized that. It's all bird matchups. Red birds. Red. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm going to go Philly. I think Wentz, you know, takes what he did last week and improves on it. You know, threw for over 350 yards. Hopefully throws two touchdowns and not two interceptions. That'd be nice. But, you know, overall, I think, you know, they kind of put it together, maybe get a little bit of a running game going and uh, make that Atlanta defense work. Who, who is he throwing to down there? Is it, like, all just Darren Sproles? Uh, no, Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews is pretty good. Okay. All right. All right. So, I'd say he's a top 30 receiver at least. Yeah, for sure. But, like, you need more than one receiver. Uh, they, had, they had one guy this week that – so they dropped uh, – they kicked – uh, they not kicked off. Yeah, they kicked off uh, Josh Huff because he got caught with weed and a gun, and okay. they brought up this guy Treggs, who literally is just a speedster. And he was, he caught a few deep balls against the Giants and just torched guys. So. I feel like this week in fantasy was like that. It was a bunch of like random no name dudes scoring touchdowns. It was just like wow, thanks. Yeah, uh, I had Latavius Murray because he was on the waiver wires and he had done nothing all year, and he got me thirty points. So that was nice against my brother. Of course. So that earned me a six-pack. Awesome. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next game. Minnesota, who's 5-3 and three on a bit of a skid at Washington, who's 4-3 and has a damn tie. Washington has the three-point spread in their favor. Uh, it's a 1 o'clock game, so they have the typical three-point favoritism at home. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? This is tough. Like, I, I was a big fan of Minnesota in the beginning. Their defense was, like, stout, like, top defense. And they just, like, Forgot how to play or something, man. Like they're they're hurting, but um, I mean Washington. It's still still Washington. <laughs> like even though it's like in, in Washington, I'm gonna have to go with Minnesota. You know, like I, I hope Stephon Diggs just like lights it up. You know, last week he had something like 14 receptions for 86 yards. Like that's ridiculous. Let's get 14 receptions for like. 170 yards. That would be nice. Throwing a touchdown. I think that makes Minnesota top the Redskins. All right. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going Minnesota. I think their defense, you know, steps it up. They had a rough week against Detroit going into overtime. Mm. Uh, That Golden Tate winning touchdown was weird. How he, like, dodged tackle, like, tiptoed on the sideline, stepped backwards, like, into the field. It was just odd in general. Uh, But I think they bounced back. It's it's like they like it's Golden Tate like yeah he was playing like he was Megatron out there like exactly. it's Golden Tate but yeah I'm gonna go Minnesota too I agree with you most everything you said uh, I still think Sam Bradford has a noodle arm but it's a noodle arm that gets it done this week yeah and they have been trying to do a lot more of those short routes which is why Stephon Diggs had 14 receptions for 86 yards like because it's just like dink and dunk and yeah. like they they just gotta figure out how to get it going better and like. Whatever works. Yeah, man. Yeah. But, all right, so moving on to the next game. We have Denver, who is 6-3 at New Orleans, who's 4-4. Four and four. New Orleans has a two-point favor at home at 1 o'clock. Denver just lost Sunday Night Football to the Raiders. Who do you have going? Yeah, man, I mean, Denver's defense, like, uh, is the key to lead playing in this game? I am he- not sure. I'm going to guess he's probably going to be like a game-time decision again. Uh, I, I mean, that's the deal breaker right there. If, if he plays, I'm giving the win to Denver because 
as like great as New Orleans offense is with Drew Brees under there, like Denver's defense is no joke, and New Orleans off uh, defense is just terrible. So even like uh, Trevor Simeon can throw all over them, right? So yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, I'm gonna have to go with Denver, but like with the caveat that if Akeem Talib like does not come up to show, it's gonna be a close game. Do you want me to put you as Denver only if Talib plays? No, nah, just put me down as Denver. All right. going to say I'll give you I'll give you the, I'll give you that little space if you really need it. I, I mean, it is at New Orleans, and they play a lot better at their home. Ah, you know, uh, yeah. All right, D- Denver only if Talib plays. Okay, Denver. I'll put that. I'll put that in hyphens. Only if Talib plays. Make sure. All right, I'm going to go Denver no matter if Tlaib plays or not just because, as we've talked about, New Orleans defense, horrible. Uh, if Laurinaitis isn't playing again, that's another big piece on their defense that they don't have. Their cornerbacks are literally grocery bag boys that they found at the supermarket down the street. Uh, probably a beignet chef in like the corner of one of their restaurants just cooking things up. And they're like, hey, you can handle hot things. What about a football? And he's like, I don't know, maybe. So their defense is just trash. Somehow they're making it competitive in the NFC South. I don't know how. Probably just because Drew Brees. So maybe you should get MVP. <laughs> he has good receivers there. Michael Thomas is like showing up to be a true number one receiver for that team. Yeah, but he, he has him and like Brandon Cooks. They have no run game whatsoever. Their offensive line is suspect. Greg, what are you talking about? Last week they ran like what, 51% of the time. They like realized like, hey, our defense needs a breather, so we're going to run more. So yeah, like, but usually that run game is not that good. Yeah, it's true. But now that they realize, oh, we need to do this in order to win games to give our defense a breather, like they're gonna be doing it more. All right. I, I like. I'm still going Denver flat yeah, out. Yeah, sure, that's fine. But I'm just saying, like, they may be frisky. New Orleans may be frisky. It's. I mean, the NFC South is always a weird division. Yeah. Literally changes every year. Like, who's actually good in that? It makes no sense. All right. So, next game. This game interests me. It's Dallas 7-1 at Pitt, 4-4. Four four. Pittsburgh's favored by 2.5. It's the 425 start. It's a little afternoon. Going to get a little darker, a little quicker. Who do you have going in this game? I mean, maybe Big Ben's healthy in this game. Maybe. Like, who really knows? That, that guy just hams up every injury. He gets a splinter, and he's like, oh, I'm going to be out for three weeks, and then comes back the next day. It's like, yeah, no shit. Um, I, I have Dallas taking this game. I just think Zeke and Dak are just, like, too good right now. Pittsburgh's defense is not that great. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, man, I, I got Dallas. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go Pittsburgh. Uh, I feel like they need a win, uh, especially after that poor performance last week against Baltimore. Big Ben, I think, you know, another extra week of reps after being out a few weeks. A little rusty last week. Took him to the second half to get Antonio Brown going. Thank God he did because I have him on my one fantasy team and I needed those points. But yeah. I also just want need this because I need Dallas to lose. Plain and simple. I'm, I'm just looking for them to lose. Uh, not to get Tony Romo back, but just in general, knock him down a peg. Make him question themselves a little bit. Cause that controversy to stir up. Get in Jerry Jones' head. Being like, maybe I should put Tony Romo back in. Uh, let's see. So that's really the only reason. Yeah, plus Pittsburgh, like New Orleans, is another team that plays so much better at home. Like, yeah, Heinz Field, that's that catch-up, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, so last game, I don't even think I need to ask you who you're going to take in this game, but it's Seattle, who's 5-2 and also has a tie, because there's four of those this year so far, four teams with a tie, at New England, who's 7-1, and one, coming off the bye. New England favored by over a touchdown at 7.5. That's the primetime Sunday night game with Carrie Underwood introducing everybody uh, and making us all feel something tingle. Oh, that's right. Uh, well, okay. Let's think about this logically. New England coming off a bye week. Seattle coming off Monday night game. Short week, they have to fly clear across the country as far as they possibly can to come in to Foxborough. They don't have a shot. But seven and a half, I think that's steep. I, I heard a stat today that Russell Wilson has not lost a game by more than 10 points. He's lost one game by 10 points. In the others, it averaged about five. 
Well, I think seven and a half. It's a bit extreme, especially for Seattle defense. Look at you coming with the stats. I'm impressed. Hey, man, I know I know football. That's about it. But I know football. I'm still impressed. I like I like you came on this. Yeah, thanks. Also, uh, I'm going Seattle. I'm sorry. Uh, come on, man. I got to go with some upsets here. I feel like Seattle won defensively. Probably the hardest defense New England will face this whole season. That's true. But Michael Bennett's out. Yeah, but still, I just think defensive back-wise, they at least can do something against some of their better receivers. Gronk, I think, might have a harder time getting off the line. Um, Bennett might have some issues. I kind of wish Michael Bennett was playing just for fun. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I wanted to see the Bennett brothers battle it out. Yeah, that would have been great. Uh, And I also think uh, Russell Wilson, you know, just does his thing. New England's defense this whole year to me has kind of been suspect. They haven't been exposed that much. I'm just waiting for one team to do it. I think if there's a team, it could be Seattle, mainly just because Wilson can run and he hasn't had any game this year where he's really lit up the rush yards. I feel like this could be it. You see, Greg, this is where you're wrong because Belichick got rid of the cancer on his defense. <laughs> Sent him to the Browns. Oh, not Chandler Jones? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll be just for those of you who don't know me. Like that, like, yeah, I, his defense is definitely hyped up more than it really is. Like, oh, number two defense. Yeah, but they're, like, number 28 in, like, yards. Like, ah. Sorry. Yards per game. Frustration coming from the Boston area. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the New England defense has been something that's just bothered me all year for some reason. Like, they're playing way above, I think, their actual ability. Yes, they yeah, got some exactly. Good, they've got some good players, like, Butler's, Butler shouldn't be a number one corner. No offense. No. I, you, you know, I, I would go to say a, after the Seattle Super Bowl, I, I'm like, okay, Butler, that's it. That's the only thing he's going to do, and he's going to be terrible from here out. He proved me wrong. Good for him. I'm glad. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a solid number two back, I think, uh, DB. Uh, but for some, he just doesn't strike me as a number one. How they shut down some of these big receivers with him, I'm not really sure. I think it's a lot of McCourty, you know, kind of covering in the back with him. Yeah, McCourty's a lot uh, more physical and stuff. And I'm, just, I'm just waiting for that team to kind of expose New England's uh, defense for not being nearly as good as it actually is. Yeah, I don't think Russell Wilson is going to do that this week. He's still not 100%. He's got two bum legs. The running game's been, like, questionable at best lately. And uh, Baldwin's their number one receiver. Yeah, well... That about says it. All right, so that's our picks. Uh, you can go through them again. You can just backtrack on this if you want to listen to them because I'm not going to repeat them. We're going to move on. We're going to go to the NBA now. Enough with the NFL. We've talked about it enough. Uh, this is probably already like an hour long just because I don't have any way of keeping track of time. And usually James makes me go through these things quicker. And by that, I mean I make him go through things quick. So NBA, hopefully James is proud of me. I actually have two NBA topics to talk about. Granted, they're probably going to take us a total of five minutes, but that's fine. So, first is, you got to talk about Steph Curry's record, three-pointers. The other night, against New Orleans, hit 13 three-pointers. First player ever to do that. Obviously, it's a record. Most ever was 12. I think a few people had it. I think it was like shared by two or three people. Um, he was 13 for 17, which is actually makes it even more impressive. It's not like he was 50% on the night. He, he was high percentage. He was in the 70s. Looked pretty good. This was also, of course, after he went 0 for 10 against the Lakers in their loss over the weekend, which broke his streak of, I want to say, 157 games with a made three-pointer, which was also an NBA record. Uh So, Jewett, what are your thoughts on this three-point record? Um, Does it really matter at the end of the day? It does. The people want your takes. All right. Well, like, congratulations. You broke a record after you laid an egg the game before like good for you do you do you even like steph curry do i like steph curry i, yeah. I don't care about steph curry that's that's what i think see like uh, yeah it's uh, impressive uh, to me outside of football what i care about are my home teams uh, I, I, see. I see how it is yeah all right well okay. for me in all seriousness I, though like congratulations to the guy yeah like, I mean, as job. a general sports fan um, it, it's impressive to me, uh, just in general. But 
Do I love the fact that it was Steph Curry that did it? No, because one thing that bothers me about the Warriors and it's had the past two years is one, everybody knows they're going to take threes. The threes he was making were just ridiculous, like all one-on-one ball, like going between four guys and just like shooting off of one foot, fading to the side, getting pushed on the other side. It was just all ridiculous three-pointers, it seems. None of them were easy, like wide open. Bothered the shit out of me. Two, what's really bothered me about the Warriors just in general this year is they're complaining about teams playing them tough and like, you know, getting physical with them. Uh, yeah, what did you expect when Kevin Durant came to your team? Uh, stop being little bitches. And Draymond, when you kick people in the nuts, they're going to retaliate at some point as a team and just start trying to hit the shit out of your players, especially Steph Curry, which we've all seen. If he gets hit, throws him off his game. So that's my rant. I have this about once a week with the Warriors. All right. Can I ask, did you say this was against New Orleans? Yeah, I, went, I thought it was against New Orleans. Pelicans? Yeah, who are now 0-8. Yeah. So like, no, I mean, it wasn't against a great team by any means, but the fact that he was 13 for 17 and only missed four of his three-point attempts, very impressive when you look at some of the ones he made. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like, <laughs> some of that's on New Orleans. Like, hey, guess what? He's going to shoot three-pointers. Hey, how should you guard him against three points? Like, come on. I mean, all they have is Anthony Davis on that team. The fact that they actually can field a whole squad is impressive. His, his eyebrow could probably play all the other four positions for them, and they might have a better chance to win. Yeah, that's fair. Not even kidding. But all right, yeah. So that's Steph Curry's threes record. Uh, Impressive. Uh, The other big story this week is Dwayne Wade returns to Miami after going to Chicago this year after spending a lot of years with Miami. I don't have the exact number because, you know, again, research. Who has the time for it? So this year, Dwayne Wade is averaging 16.9 points, 4.1 rebounds, and 2.9 assists. His last season in Miami last year, he averaged 19 points, also 4.1 rebounds, and 4.6 assists. So, you know, points were a little more up last year and assists per game. So, as not a huge sports guy outside of your home teams, I'm going to put this in your terms. How do you think this equates for him going back to Miami, like when Paul Pierce came back to the TD Garden for the first time after not being a Celtic anymore? Yeah, I, I don't know. Me, personally, there's a lot of saltiness against Paul Pierce. Like, like, how are you going to leave? Like, you've been here the whole time. You've got the, the trophy with us. But, I mean, Dwayne Wade, they, they've had a lot of superstars come through there. I mean, I, I, I'm sure it's not going to be, like, super warm welcoming, right? Probably not. Uh, apparently, uh, he and Pat Riley haven't talked since he left for Chicago, and he even said if he sees them at all in the arena, he doesn't even know if he'll say hi to them. Wow. So there's some chippiness there. I mean, obviously – he went up more money. He felt he deserved it. A lot of people probably actually felt right. Yeah, he might be old, but give him his golden parachute. Kobe got it for everything he did for the Lakers. Uh, Dwayne kind of deserves it for everything he did for the Heat, putting them on the map and literally being the star that got drafted onto that team and made them who they were over the past 10, 15 years. Yeah, that's very true. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. I think he gets a somewhat happy, you know, people understanding why he left kind of ovation. They'll probably play a video or something for him. It'll be nice, but I'm sure after a few baskets against them, if especially if the bulls are, you know, pulling away, uh, the boos are going to get a little louder and louder. Oh yeah. But of course they're going to get louder as the game goes on. Cause that's when Miami heat fans show up anyway. <laughs> Figured out how to say that. Yep. But, uh, yeah. So those are NBA discussions. Uh, I liked it because I don't have to listen to James's mass knowledge of basketball. We can fly right through it. Yeah, seriously. Like, uh, it's impressive, James, though. Listening somewhere, that's how it's done. <laughs> I mean, I got to say, he does have an impressive amount of knowledge for NBA. I do let him take the lead in that, especially because it's just like it's like Stephen Hawking NBA knowledge. Right, yeah, that's true. He, he's just able to walk around. Oh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to... Yes. Good job. All right. All right. So we'll move on to... NCAA. Yeah, we're going to go to college football right now. Uh, So last week, college football rankings came out. We had Bama number one, Clemson number two, and Michigan. All the same after this past weekend. Uh, The big change was Texas A&M, who was put in at number four at seven to one, went down to Mississippi State getting some of that Dak Prescott magic. 
uh, you know, so the big upset there. So Washington, who was undefeated, still is, moves into that number four slot. And then you have Ohio State at number five and Louisville at number six. So I know you're not a big college football guy. You said this before. I gave you a day to prepare. Do you have any thoughts on this at all? Do you want just my hot take sports stance? Because I, I can give you that. Yeah, I'd love it. Uh, all right. Let's go through rank number one, Alabama. War uh, Eagle. Forget Alabama. All right. Clemson. I, I have a very personal vendetta against Clemson. When I yeah, did, you do hate Clemson. Oh, my God. When I did watch college football, BC fan. Grew up in the Boston area. Of course, that's what I watched. I was like 14 in Clemson least BC and like knocked them out of the playoffs or something like that and like I've held on to this vendetta for like over a decade and it will never end. It, it's very much like my personal vendetta against the Green Bay Packers for beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl in 97. Like you just, know you've won four since right? <laughs> hey I don't care we haven't beat the Packers in the Super Bowl yet. Then right, we'll be uh, number three, Michigan. Not mad at that. Harbaugh, I like Harbaugh. And uh, Michigan Mike will be happy to hear this, but like, yeah, like, all right. I'm on board with Michigan. You're a fan of the khakis. I get it. Yeah. Oh, man. I wear khakis every day. I love my khakis. Do you bring a baseball glove to baseball games? I don't go to baseball games, Greg. Yeah. There you go. That's the answer. You're not like Harbaugh then at all. He goes to games prepared with a glove like a kid. And drink steak, like $100 steaks with glasses of milk. What's wrong with that? It's weird in no, a fancy no. restaurant. No. Steak is great. Milk is great. Two of them together, greater than great. Yeah, oh, this is the last time you're guest hosting. <laughs> All right. What about Washington? Do you have any any care about the Huskies? No. Like, I, 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 forgot, like, I forgot they were a team, man. Like, <laughs> Most people did until this year. Huh? Most people forgot they were a team until this year. I know. Like, good for them. All right. And then Ohio State and Louisville rounded out. That's not surprising, really. Uh, so, with these four, top four, the last big games on their schedules, as you said, you want War Eagle. Auburn's the last big matchup for Bama because they have a sh- like a shitty Division Three team next week because that's what they always do. Because they're Bama, and they're like, well, we play such a hard schedule in the SEC. We deserve two crappy teams to face in one year to blow out. Pisses me off every year. This makes me angry. Uh, Clemson, probably biggest game they have left is whoever they face in the ACC championship. They should win. Michigan's last big game is Ohio State. So, obviously, between them, number three, and Ohio State, number five, that probably decides who's in the top four. And then Washington... I think this has the Pac-12 championship to get through. I don't know who's going to come out on the other side because it's just a bad division this year. And then Lamar Jackson is just doing Lamar Jackson things. Probably win the Heisman. Won't probably make the college football top four. So, uh, yeah. is it? I mean, I mean, the guy's phenomenal. He's like Michael Vick-esque. I mean, nobody can ever be Michael Vick. Right, right. But, He's just as impressive. He can run. He can throw. Uh, definitely probably has a better arm than Vic, but probably should be the Heisman winner. Favorite has been all year. Uh, but Louisville, I think, just misses making the top four. I think they probably end up like number five. So so, so what's your pro- projection right now, one through four? Uh, well, since I just really hate Alabama, I'm going to go anybody but them number one. So I'll put Clemson number one. I'll put – I'm just going to piss Michigan Mike off. I'm going to say Ohio State is going to be number three. I'm not going to make them number two. I'm going to have Washington move to two. So I'll go Clemson, Washington, Ohio State, and then whoever beat Bama. So, like, if Auburn beats Bama and makes the uh, SEC championship and wins that, I'll say Auburn. So you have Bama falling out of the top four. Yeah, I hate Bama. I hate Nick Saban. All right. Screw him and his little Debbies before games. <laughs> Just, I'd hate it all. But, all right. So, that's college football. Uh, that's all I have on our docket for this week. Uh, do you have anything to add? Uh, yes, Greg. It is time that you and James recognize the great sport of hockey. No. Yes, it is a legitimate sport. Sad. And 
let's compare it to basketball. Hockey, Nasty sport. Yo, yo, yo. Flopping is a penalty in hockey, whereas basketball is encouraged. Wrong. That's some bullshit. Like, hey, classification of America is because of basketball. Wrong. I'll take right back. Uh, that was my best uh, impersonation of a president I think I could ever do. Good job. Good job. <laughs> yeah. It's scary that I had to say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, all right. You know what? Yeah, there you go. That was more hockey talk than we've ever had, I think, outside of congratulating whoever won the Stanley Cup. There we go. So congrats on that. <laughs> do you even – how are the Bruins even doing this year? Oh, not good. I don't know what you just shouted at me. It, like, muted you. Oh, I'm sorry. I said, oh, they're not doing good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm a Devils fan. I get the, like, little projection every night when they win or lose, and I'm pretty sure it's been mostly losses and not wins. Mm-hmm. That's Devils the most... three right now. Oh, hey, there you go. I was wrong. That's okay. Ooh, so. But they have overtime losses, so basically 500. Yeah, basically. Totally get what that means. 500? No, yeah. no, the overtime loss thing and everything on that. Uh, but anyway, so, you know what, Dan? Thank you for being our guest host. Uh, I want to thank all the production people. Uh, Steph in the back, great job with the sound work. Really good job. Uh, to uh, Glenny, uh, came in big with bringing in bagels and donuts. Hopefully, oh, yeah. hopefully you got some of them. Uh, next time, I, I would like more variety of cream cheese. All right, well, I'll have to talk nice. to Gina about that because, you know, it's Gina and Glennie that handle that situation. All right. Something about the G's and food. I don't know what it is. Uh, but, you know, what? camera guys, audio guys, hopefully you didn't screw things up because if you did, uh, heads are going to roll. Ooh. So, you know what, Dan? Thanks again. Did you have a good time? I did. Can I just say w- one last thing? And this is going to go to James. It's a uh, this is stealing a job right now. You better look out. I'm coming for him. Ooh, those are uh, threatening words from uh, Dan. Hit 3K on Twitter if you want to follow him. Gives yeah, blazing hot takes all the time. Nonstop. Every day. Just tweet at him and he'll answer. He's got nothing else to do. Yep. Totally. All, he, all he does is put on khakis and tweet out hot takes. But again, all the production crew... We couldn't have done this without you. Thanks to the Teamsters. Uh, worked really hard this past uh, few months on producing just this one episode, not even knowing it was going to happen. Our big election special. Uh, Tom Brady president. Congrats to him. Uh, NFL yeah. president. And then, uh, yeah, have a good one, Dan. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the weekend football games. Hey, thanks, man. You have a good one. Uh, go Seattle.